1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans. I'm maybe veteran Phil Briggs. And uh, this segment, we're talking about rebuilding American manufacturing one veteran at a time. And that's actually the slogan of Workshops for Warriors from San Diego, California. It's a nonprofit school that offers nationally recognized credentials in welding and machining to enable veterans, transitioning service members and other students to successfully be trained and placed in the advanced manufacturing career field. And uh, joining us to talk a little bit more about it, our friend, uh, repeat guest to the show, Navy veteran Hernan Luisi Prado and uh, Devil Dog veteran Marine Corps sean weaver former avionics tech now talking about welding and machining gentlemen welcome both to the show
3: thanks for having us appreciate right on, your time
2: wow where do we begin um we're talking about the economy lately and we're hearing a lot of stuff about all this infrastructure and you know whether or not they'll ever agree on uh, making any sort of significant legislation in congress is another story but should they put forth something that's kind of big Um, This really opens the door to a lot of opportunities for people with welding and machining type backgrounds. So let's kind of start with that as our premise and begin with you, Hernan, a a little bit about um, Workshop for Warriors, kind of the who, what, where, when, and why, what you guys do, and the nuts and bolts.
3: Absolutely. So Workshop for Warriors is the only accredited school in the nation that trains, certifies, and places veterans and transitioning service members into to manufacturing jobs to help rebuild our nation. We've been in operation since 2008. We have a 95% placement and retention rate for all of our graduates and we are expanding every single year and we're going to uh, expand our training pipeline throughout the United States to give America the workforce that she deserves and to give veterans their careers that I think that they deserve as well.
2: Yeah, ma'am. And as we zero in specifically on like what kind of career training, what sort of machining jobs, share with me just a little what it looks like.
3: What Workshops Forest does is we take veterans with no hope and no jobs and we give them new hope and $60,000 jobs. And those jobs specifically are as a result of four-month training programs here in San Diego that provides veterans as well as transitioning service members accelerated skills in Machining, computer-aided design, computer-aided manufacturing, 3D printing, robotics, welding, fabrication, et cetera. And we couple those with portable, nationally recognized credentials. Then they train with cutting-edge manufacturing technologies. They learn modern techniques and processes. And then 94% of our graduates earn jobs with one of dozens of corporate partners like Ford, Boeing, SpaceX, Tesla, and more.
2: And you talk about robotics, you talk about fabrication. Okay, okay, I'm getting my I'm getting my head around this now. Those jobs don't start with like a low hourly rate. I mean, those are some pretty highly credentialed positions. You'd said 60,000. Is that kind of like the running average of where you could hope to start?
3: That's exactly right. After four months of training at our school, the average salary for our graduates is $60,000 a year for their first job. Wow. That's, you know, Phil, so you and I have talked about it before. When you're in service, you're like a in America's chain link suit of armor and every day, you know what you're doing, who reports to who, what you're expected to do, what your mission is. But then when you're kind of ripped out of that suit of armor and cast aside, it can be really overwhelming for a really competent young man or lady that uh, their whole worldview was wrapped up in how well they could run or how competently they could perform their job. And they're phenomenal service members, but they had anywhere from, four to 40 months to become really proficient at their job. And the military gives us about five days to become civilians again. Our goal is to get this really, really competent pool of labor that has already demonstrated their service. They can show up on time. They're motivated. They're drug-free. And then we provide them accelerated training courses in welding, machining, and more importantly, get them into jobs that start off at $60,000 a year because they have this financial inertia because they're not 15 year old kids, right? These are 25, 26 year old men and women that have kids, have car payments, have a mortgage, and we need to get them into a job that helps them maintain their standard of living. They can keep food on the table and then keep their families and their communities afloat and surviving. Well, surviving is the beginning of the training and then once they graduate, they go from surviving to thriving and that's really our goal.
2: No, that is great, man. And as we talked again last fall about this, when I first met you, this really is the cornerstone to turning the corner, um, to building a brighter and a better future. Because if you, you know, get past the economic hurdles of becoming a civilian, um, you know, then life can be okay. But if you get out and then your job sucks and you don't have the income, uh, one thing stacks onto another thing. And then that's how we see uh, displacement, depression, and, you know, sadly, the tragedy that has become the epidemic of veteran suicide. And uh, it all starts, I think, really, uh, sincerely, with a good job. And that's why I'm glad you brought with you um, a colleague and a graduate of the program from the Marine Corps, Sean Weaver. How you doing, man?
4: Oh, it's a great day, though.
2: Yeah, dude. Now, you went through this. First, let's rewind a little bit. Tell me about uh, your days in the Corps, man. What did you do? Where did you go, Meet some fun and interesting people, some some lovely weather.
4: (laughs) So back in 2014, I joined December Marine Corps, and I served as avionics tech for CH-53 Echoes, the Super Stallions, big helicopters. Deployed to Japan, deployed on a Mew, the USS Boxer. And my main job was wire repairs, uh, transference of broken parts from computers to processors or gyros. And then it went to software updates and radio communications, IFF, all that jazz. We saw quite a few things. Thailand was the funnest. Kuwait was great, but hot. And we melted in Bahrain.
2: I can imagine. Yeah, all my friends in the sandbox just, like, talked about the heat. You know, they didn't even mind the cold of Afghanistan sometimes, but the heat was just, uh, I can imagine. And I can also imagine that it was probably a little frustrating you get out, right? So you have all this experience with mechanical things, working on avionics, working on plane parts, working on engines, motors, the various things, wiring systems, but they're also military specific that like, was it hard immediately before you decided to go to workshop for warriors to convince an employer that they could plug you in, you know, with with no problem.
4: With my transition out, I knew I wanted a different job from that tech side i did well as a mechanic i did well as what i was told to do but with the stress of that field i wanted away from aviation i lost four of my men in a helicopter crash and since that was cemented in hey this is real i realized like there's small mistakes can lead to someone's life i just needed out of it and i that's why i came to welding
2: oh wow I never thought about that. Yeah, the true, um, the gravity of what you guys do. Once you got there, you said you went into welding. Share with me a little bit about what that program was like. How long did it take? What kinds of cool skills did you pick up? And, uh, you know, the overall workshop for Warriors experience for you?
4: Oh, man. Transitioning was, I mean, H already mentioned you get five days to go become a civilian. It was a weird transition of hey, you're getting out, what do you do? And it's back in high school, like, oh, man, I decide what I do for the rest of my life here. Well, my master art was like, well, go look at Workshop for Warriors. And I decided to take a look at it, and it was the easiest transition I could ask for it. went through the GI Bill, and it just taught you how to become either a welder or machinist. And I picked welder just because it seemed I had some history with it as a kid.
2: And when you say welder, like what kind of welding? Like
4: They teach you basic welding, stick welding, short circuit, spray, flux core, those kinds of transference. There is an immediate welding. I haven't done that yet. I decided to opt into getting hired here. Uh, but amongst all the basic qualifications, we also offer extra training on equipment such as a bandsaw, a shear. We teach them how to use tools. That way we're trying to mitigate the time that an individual will have to spend If they get hired for that company to then spend time training them, it's just the mitigation of it, you know?
2: Yeah. But essentially, like when you walk out, even before you decided to join the Workshop for Warriors team, which we'll get to in a second, you would have been capable of going to automotive manufacturing, to fabrication for parts, to maybe even back into the airline industry.
4: Exactly. Yes.
2: Super cool. All right. Well, um, what made you want to join the Workshop for Warriors team? Because I, I hear that, you know, of course you got the credentials now, but uh, what is it? a Some sort of opportunity opened up inside the family there and you decided to go ahead and start your teaching career?
4: You actually nailed it right on the head, Phil. Yeah, it was a matter of seeing how the staff and faculty work, seeing how they teach and learning with them as they were teaching it. And I saw how well I could catch on. And then they had seen how much effort I put into just bettering myself that they actually approached me and offered me the job. And I was like, you know what, for all the veterans around here and the way that I can teach for one, I love teaching. It's the greatest, like fulfilling job I could have asked for. I said, yes, hire me. I want to be here. I want to see other service members excel in their life. Cause that's what I joined for originally was I was just, I was just went to the school, get my feet planted on something and then get started. But the way that this school works and the way the faculty are here, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to better my connections and better my opportunity at learning more.
2: Mm, So well said, Sean, and appreciate it, man. Thank you for sharing your story there. And uh, I think it's key with this entire program that I see that there's veterans doing the teaching. Because not only are you capable of teaching the material or teaching the trade or the skill or the actual thing that they have to learn, but you get them as people. You get what they might be dealing with. You get their backstory. And, um, you know, you can sort of lend a set of veteran eyes to helping guide them down the path as well. And um, you're a Marine at heart, too, which is kind of cool because you can handle some ball busting which is uh, a right. nice. i mean
4: phil you get it like you see all these guys you have all these interviews you get it like all these guys come through here and everyone has a story
2: let's talk big picture now Ernan. um we're training up all kinds of vets we're getting them on the right road they've got this uh man, they've got this machining fabrication welding background certification nationally credentialed certification but i'm looking now at the way of america and it just still seems like I don't know, everything I go to Walmart and see is made in China. Uh, American manufacturing, kind of where are we with that? Are, are these jobs picking up and hiring now? Uh, we're coming out of a, a weird year with COVID where like, you know, everything from you know, accounting to Applebee's shut down for an entire year. Where's American manufacturing at? Is it a bright future for these guys and gals?
3: I think it's an exceptionally bright future for all of our graduates as well as for America because America and manufacturing, is suffering from a severe shortage of talent. And I think the COVID bubble really helped us understand that we have to put national resiliency and national infrastructure and national capability ahead of profits. And when we realized that we didn't have face masks, we didn't have personal protection equipment, we don't have chips, we couldn't make our own medication, all of a sudden it was a massive wake up call for America that said, oh wow. As effective or as nice as it was to have other countries manufacture these things, which we didn't want to make internally, we can no longer be beholden to other nations for our national security, for our health, for our defense, and for our economic viability. And I don't—I think last time we talked, I told you that we have 2.3 million unfilled jobs due to lack of skilled labor. And that's rising another 2.1 million in 10 years. This jeopardizes $1 trillion in economic output And it makes us vulnerable to supply chain logistics issues, which we're seeing right now with new car prices. We're seeing now with innovation. So it's a complicated issue, but in short, we need to create additional training pipelines or to expand workshops for warriors as a national scaling pipeline for training because American manufacturers need the employees to continue building, to continue innovating, and to reshore all of these manufacturing technologies, products, and infrastructures that have been outsourced for far too long. Once we do that, and we're in steady state operations, you're going to start seeing that not only will the price point for those items come down, but America's ability to innovate will be turbocharged
2: like never before. You're right. When we got down to the PPEs, or we got down to hand sanitizer, uh, companies were like, you're right, we don't want to wait for XYZ corporation to build this in their Mexico plant or wherever it was done cheaply before. And what we started seeing, uh, was it Anheuser-Busch? Remember they they started making alcohol for hand sanitizer. You saw um, personal protective equipment coming from various industries and manufacturers domestically that we'd never seen do that before. So I agree with you. And that sounds absolutely awesome. Uh, None of us have a crystal ball, but as you're in this industry, um, have you heard any murmurs or any things about companies and their, ability to maybe increase bids on jobs and develop new jobs based on Biden's Made in America plan?
3: Biden's plan is very ambitious and it's great. However, it's lacking a massive foundational underpinning, which is the nationally scalable training program. Without that, you're dead in the water. And that's why I'm, I'm very happy to say that Workshops for is can be the key to that puzzle piece. Without training you won't get the people that you need. Without the people that you need, you can't get the effects that you need as a nation or that the, the, the population demands. It's not the jobs. Just like we used to say, it's not the jobs, stupid. It's not the jobs. It's not the people. It's the trainers and the training pipeline. And that's where Workshops for Warriors, like the Marine Corps said, right? We are most ready when the nation is least ready.
2: Very cool. And I know you don't build things like buildings or bridges or even heavy industry equipment that it takes to build said buildings and bridges without well-trained welders, machinists, fabricators, and uh, all the good stuff you can get there at Workshop for Warriors. Where do I learn more? And if I'm like Sean, you know, I'm a, I'm a devil dog looking for a break. Where do I find out where to get it?
3: Well, I'd say two things. One is go to WSW.org. That's whiskey, foxtrot whiskey, dot O-R-G or call us at 619-550-1620. And what I would tell the veterans and transitioning service members that are out there is, you are not alone. We're here to help you. And all you have to do is reach out and you'll get the support that you need, but you're not alone. And if you're willing to commit and help our nation in a different way, then we would love to have you. And together we can rebuild our nation and make it stronger than ever.
2: Such good news out there. I appreciate both of your time today. And uh, Sean, one last question, man. I noticed as we started the call here, you got a nice operator beard working. Uh, Can you keep that thing there at Workshop for Warriors? Are there grooming standards?
4: (laughs) There are grooming standards here and I keep it trim. I'll say that. I don't want to show up because I got to have my face on all day, you know? It's also like also a hazard. You don't want to get it caught on anything metal or burn from the sparks
2: exactly what I was thinking man <laughs> exactly um, thank you both so much for your time Workshop for Warriors Navy and Marine Corps veterans doing it too man getting it right thank you guys so much
4: thank you, thank you so much for
2: your time alright so that does it for this week's show thank you for listening Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter, at IonVeterans, or you can reach me, at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please, like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts.
1: I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.
0: Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.